Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever it may be for you right now. This is Lose the Taboo on Mental Health with Jared Cash. Buckle up, get ready, we going for a ride. Welcome to Lose the Taboo on Mental Health. If this is your first time checking it out, I want to give you a special welcome. Thanks for taking a listen. And if you have listened before, welcome back. Glad that you're checking out this episode. I have been looking forward to this episode for a really, really long time. Uh, the reason being because I have my beautiful, wonderful parents, Brian and Carol, that are on the podcast episode with me. And so I'm going to go ahead and give them a hand. Yeah. <laughs> They're thank actually, you, thank you. Thank you, Jared. They're actually here with me in person in Washington State. They came up to help out with the girls while Jessica's on a little trip. So, cool. I thought I was going to have to do this interview through Zoom, but it's neat that we get to do this here in person. Uh, but was wondering if you guys, Mom and Dad, if you could share one fun fact about you. I didn't give you a heads up about this, so I want to see if you have a fun fact you can share. Go ahead. No, you go first. I need some time. <laughs> okay. Um, fun fact. I am a huge Dallas Cowboys football fan. I love to watch their games. Grew up Cowboys fan. Uh, different moving up here to Washington State with uh, the Seahawks being all everywhere. But, uh, yep, that's a great fun fact. What about you, Mom? Uh, I don't know if I have anything interesting about myself. Um, I uh, love to craft and decorate. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that good? That's great. Thank you. Thanks uh-huh. for letting me put you on the spot there. Yeah. Uh, what's been your favorite thing about this week so far with being here in Washington? Um, I went to the zoo with Juliet Nadline, and it was amazing and beautiful. Uh, so sweet. Such a sweet time. What about you, Dad? Uh, getting to spend time with you and with Juliet and Adeline and, and uh, just walking around outside and seeing the beautiful mountains. It's just uh, incredible here. Hmm. Well, the reason I wanted my parents to be on this episode was because, as you've probably figured out by now with the podcast, mental illness is something that I deal with and I wanted to get the perspective of what it was like to have a family member who, who dealt with mental health issues. And so I thought, you know, this would be neat to be able to hear. I haven't even asked some of these questions before. Just getting to learn about what it was like from their perspective, seeing someone that they love walking through mental illness and and what exactly that, that looked like and the parts about it that were difficult and the parts about it that became easier and just kind of the whole perspective. So Let's just dive right into it. Uh, I want to ask you guys a question of when did you really begin to notice that I was dealing with with mental illness? Um, it was in high school. Um, it, I feel like it came on pretty um, quickly, like it was just a sudden kind of onset thing that we started noticing your junior year. Um just kind of, we thought it was just burnout at first. Um, you were really involved in athletics and really good athlete. And so you had club soccer and school soccer and school basketball. And all of a sudden, it was like burnout. You didn't want to do anything anymore. And just um, 
really wanted to quit all the activities that you were doing before. And that, that kind of was like the first clue to me. Um, and very social before we had people at our house all the time. And then all of a sudden you were tired of everybody, all your friends, you know, you just kind of everything about your life at that time, you started having dissatisfaction, you know, about it. That was kind of the first clues yeah, we didn't. It wasn't like when that happened. We we said to each other, or we even realized uh, that you were dealing with mental illness. We we just we we didn't really look at it that way. We just thought it was like, well, a teenager going through this, just so much going on. He's just tired. You know, we just got to figure out how to get you some rest and maybe do away with some things to maybe simplify your life a little bit, and then. I think it was then that we began to realize that, uh, wait a minute, there's there's more to this than just, you know, a few weeks of this. I think that's kind of where we were at that time with you. How did that leave you feeling as parents whenever you did? So kind of fast forwarding to when it was a more extended, not just a few weeks, and when you really started to learn that it was something more. Uh, when, when exactly did you realize that it was mental illness exactly? Well, we, I think as, um, there, got, there came to a point where we were dealing with it with you that we knew something had to change. And so uh, that's where, um, you know, mom came and said, I think we need to pull you out of school and homeschool you for a semester. I remember us having that conversation. I think that's where we really decided there had to be some life changes uh, you know, wait a minute. This is more than, like I said, just a few weeks. This there's something there's something going on here, and so um, you, we actually pulled you back and and homeschooled you. And mom mom adjusted her work schedule, and you might want to speak to that how how that came about. Well, it was again. Um, it was like it it just started getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse and just fatigue. That was one of the main things that was like a main um, thing that we were dealing with is that you were just so tired all the time, so fatigued. And so um, we ended up making that decision to let you stay home because it was like all we could do just to get the schoolwork done because you were just so weary, it seemed like, every day. And... um, so I I did I did make that change to stay home with you, but um, at that point we just were kind of at a loss because it didn't seem like it was really improving. It just seemed like it was getting worse. And I know that neither of you uh, deal specifically with ongoing mental illness. So did it even really cross your mind those next couple of years as time went on that? Um, it was mental illness. Well, I think we there came a point where we started realizing we had to get we had to get some help, and you know that's that's the thing that I hope parents will hear through this is that uh, it's okay to get help, and that's where we you know knew we needed to get you to a doctor, uh, our doctor, and try to get some help. And you know I think sometimes parents don't want to to get into the medical side or, or, you know, where somebody's taking medicine for it. But we were, we were, I guess the other way, we were like, if, if there's something out there that will help you with the fatigue and, and the things you're struggling with, we, we went right to it and said, let's, let's figure out and get some, some more help uh, from the medical side on what we were dealing with, with that. 
um, but you know, even at that time, we knew there was really something wrong, but like we were just not really knowledgeable about mental illness. Like at that time, I wouldn't even say, have said depression is mental illness. Like I never really thought about it in those terms, but it it is something that is a real medical problem, you know, uh, but, and it's, and it is mental illness. But um, before that, I just never really understood depression and things like that. I kind of was like always of the mindset, well, if you're feeling down, you just, you know, do something to snap out of it. And, and that's when we really started to realize how different depression and anxiety and things like that really are. But we, we didn't know before that. We had to just experience it and, through you. Because there, there's times where you would get better and we'd think, okay, we're, we're through this and, and things have gotten better. And that's what uh, I think um, parents and, and people out there have to realize is that uh, it, you, you, you cycle. You know, there's times where you were, you were starting to feel better and we thought, okay, we're getting on top of this. And then, and then it would come back again. And so uh, it's, I guess the best way I'd say it's a, it's a journey uh, that, that we just had to walk through with you. And I know that, just thinking back, so this is specifically from the perspective of having the kids in your home, underneath your authority, living in home with you, and kind of parking the car there for a minute and just talking about that. Uh, I feel so bad for all the stuff that you guys had to deal with with me. I, I would be so fatigued that I would fall asleep on the couch and... It would just, and I would just want to, but I hadn't brushed my teeth. I hadn't got some things done that I needed to for the night. And it would just take everything for my mom to get me up <laughs> off of the couch. And she'd say, just, just get off the couch and go brush your teeth. And, and it was a constant battle of falling asleep, just always fatigued. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can't imagine as parents with something you're not specifically dealing with or haven't dealt with or been exposed to someone and, and mental illness has come a long way as far as understanding it in general. But it had been so difficult to just see your son dealing with something you don't understand and it's not going away and it just feels like it's getting worse. Um, did you guys feel hopeless at times as far as like being what you need to be for me in that state? I, I don't know if hopeless was the word, but I mean, it was constantly on our mind. And like we adjusted um, our schedule where basically we tried our best to not just leave you ever alone. You know, we tried, we never went on any kind of trip during that time or did anything that we were like leaving you, you know, because we just wanted to be there for you no matter what happened. And um, so, it was it was concerning. I mean, all consuming. Just thinking about it, and what can we do? And wish we would have known more now than we, you know, then. Uh, but we did we did whatever we could that would help seem like make things better. Um, it seemed like it helped just getting you out of the environment. And we sent you, you know, we took you up to go stay with you know, your brother Jordan, um, a couple of times at college. And that seemed like that helped just kind of getting you away and doing something different seemed like it was, it was good for you. So we would just do whatever we could, but, but it was the kind of thing that we couldn't push you into doing, you know, we'd want you to do things with your, 
friends and stuff like that. And we couldn't push you into doing that. That just seemed like it made it worse. Um, just trying to be there to support you and get you through it. Well, we just adjusted, you know, our vacations. I mean, the the positive side of it is I think we spent more time together as a family. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't negative. We just kind of geared our our time uh, with you and with Jordan, and we just did more stuff as a family uh, trying to help with that. But again, we would kind of plan things, and if, if and if you were kind of going through a period, you know, we just make adjustments to that. So we we just, uh, I guess the word I would say to parents is that we tried to adjust our lives to what you were going through, and that was okay because we just felt like that's that's what a family does. And so uh, looking back on that, I'd, I'd do the same thing again. I wouldn't change any of that. And, you know, there were some sweet times that came out of it, like during that time, music really became important to you. And, you know, we uh, bought you a guitar and you spent so much time just, you know, learning, learning how to play the guitar and came through it like this beautiful, you know, talented guitarist. So some positives came from it. Glass half full. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, so it sounds like some of the th- the action steps that were taken were, for me, with the situation, it was best to change my uh, s- my scenario or my, can't think of the right word, but my s- scenery, change my scenery a little bit. And so adjusting with uh, changing just the school for a little bit helped. Um, and then there was some adjustment with the schedule there. You mentioned just realizing that there was a need for help with uh, just going and talking to a doctor and seeing if there was anything with the medical side, with fatigue, anything that would help. Was there anything else that were some action steps you took that you just said, hey, we don't necessarily understand all of this, but here's some things that we're doing in, just in hopes that it will help? Well, I think um, the fact that you were um, plugged into a student ministry at our church was a big help. I think... Um, your student minister, you know, at that time, Jim Loki, um, the man, he was uh, he he was just great walking through this with you too, and so I think that was a big help. You know, you know, looking back, I, I wish we would have, um, when we've seen you go through counseling with professional counselors, that's been one of the biggest helps we've seen uh, as years, an adult. As an adult, and I think. Um, you know, we've talked about this. We wish we'd, again, had the resources to say we need to get him with a professional counselor back here in high school. I think that would have been, we realize now, again, we didn't have all the resources, but knowing that now, we wish we'd have, we'd have done that because we see what, um, as an adult, what professional counseling uh, did for you uh, and gave you tools to work on, and we'd see a big difference. So I would I would say that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know that you mentioned uh, some things that you wish you would have known then. Are are there other things that you go, I really wish I would have known this, my child's underneath my care in the home, something I wish I would have known that I know now? Well, uh, and I'm not just saying this because you wrote that devotional book, but um, there, I, I wish we'd have had that uh, back at that point to be able to give you something spiritually to help you go through that time. I know, um, I don't know if you even remember saying this to me, but after you wrote the devotional book, 
you and I were having a conversation, and you said to me, I wish I would have had this back then. And that really spoke to me because I think that's uh, I think this 60-day devotional book that you've written is such a great tool. And so uh, if there's parents out there that hear this and listen to this podcast, um, it's a great tool. Uh, that That's what I wish I'd had back then for you, even in, in high school, would say, you know, here's here's 60 days. You go through it. I'll go through it. Uh, we'll, we'll go through this thing together. Uh, and talk about it, and uh, I think that's, I think it's a great tool. Because, you know, the thing is, at the time, um, there people didn't really talk about this kind of thing, it seems like, and that wasn't, this wasn't all that long ago, but um, it just, it felt like I worried about um, you disappointing friends, because you'd, you tried to make plans with friends, but then when it came through a lot of times you just didn't feel up to following through with what y'all had planned and so you would you know you would cancel and I worried about you know you disappointing your friends and things like that but um but now I look back and I think that's that's what was so important is you just can't you know push somebody like that if they if they just can't muster the the energy and the strength to do that then just you know just be available to celebrate any any victories that you see don't feel disappointed or you know let down because they can't follow through and that was the thing that I feel like I I see now in retrospect that I didn't understand then you know another thing I would add is that uh you're uh, older brother Jordan um, was a was a big help, I think, to you walking through this. And that's the other thing I would share is that for a family, uh, if if the brothers and sisters, the siblings, will realize and try to understand uh, what a brother or sister is going through, because uh, they can they can come around and minister and help their brother or sister in a way that the parents can't. And uh, we saw that with Jordan because Jordan was was so so helpful. Even when y'all were both off at college together, and y'all were on the same campus, which was great. But he would at times just go and and check on you and uh, and see how you were doing. Mm-hmm. I feel extremely blessed to have you three. You know, I look at and just try to picture everything that I I went through and try to picture it in a way where. I didn't have the supportive parents that were there for me. And I, it would have been such a tough uphill battle, you know, having parents that you know are making the effort, even though you don't necessarily acknowledge it in the moment, it means the world. And I look at it and there were times that I just sat there and went in dad's chest and just cried and didn't know why I was crying and he didn't know what to say, but he was just there. And that was exactly what I needed was just someone to just be present and be there. And, and so even just the little moments of just being present and trying to understand is exactly what's needed. So that was, that was a lot of when I was under 18 or in college, 19, 20, it's it's different for some people that are listening. Um, they have an adult child that is dealing with anxiety, depression, OCD, different different types of mental illness, and 
they say it's a little bit different now because they don't live in my home maybe, or I don't see them all the time or, you know, what are, what's that been like when in the aspect of having an adult child that's still, still walking through it? You know, um, I think kind of picking up on those signs and um, about when they're having a tough day, you know, it was uh, harder when um, you were like living off in another city, you know, there wasn't all that much I could do. Now, in college, I mean, you were adults, so you weren't living at home and you were close enough where I could tell you were having a bad day. And a lot of times I would just drop everything and drive up and have lunch with you um, and try to help you through, you know, what you were feeling that day. But when you're farther apart, you know, there's not much you can do besides just, um, you know, talk on the phone and encourage through that. But when you were living closer to us before you moved here, um, we could, you know, you were honest. By then, you knew your own signs about when you were having a hard day, and and then we'd do whatever we could to uh, drop everything to hang out with you or uh, take the girls to give you some time just to rest. And, um, you know, I think that just being available in whatever capacity you can that your circumstances allow, um, that's what's, you know, important. And... um I know in your situation, a lot of times you um, don't, when you were kind of going through things, you wouldn't want to make plans way out in advance because you didn't know how you'd feel in the moment. And so you'd want to do things a lot of times spur of the moment because you felt good and you wanted to do something. And so we would just try our best to be available and drop whatever we were thinking we were going to do because you were having a good day and you wanted to spend time together. So we wanted to be there and be a part of it. So, you know, One of the things that um, I want to encourage parents uh, listening to this and that, that you and I and our relationship was that I, you know, I, through, at different times I've asked permission of you, uh, is it okay for me to check on you? And by doing that, I, I was asking you, was it, was it okay for me, just random times, to say, how are you doing? And, uh, and you've always been great about saying, yes, you can, you can do that. And I, just, I share that with parents out there because I think that's the best way to do it is so you're not being invasive, but you just ask permission. And so by doing that, I think you and I have had the kind of relationship that I can just randomly ask you, how, how are you feeling, how are you doing right now? And I think that's been great. So I just share that with parents to keep that in mind. I think one of the most important things I would share uh, for teenagers, uh, children, teenagers, and and even adult children uh, is just the power of prayer. You know, we just decided early on that we were going to be your prayer warriors, you know, for you and Jordan. But especially with you going through, you know, dealing with mental illness, um, you, we pray for you all the time. And so that's the most important thing we can do is is to ask God to work in your life and protect you, help you make good decisions, uh, just take care of you and what you're dealing with. So that's my encouragement, too, is is this the spiritual part of this whole thing is God doing a work in a family's life that's trying to help somebody. Uh, and so that's that's been real important for us. And I think especially for... Uh, if parents are listening to this and you have grown children that are dealing with it now, and sometimes they may not let you into their lives, uh, but but they can't stop you from praying for them. 
And yeah. so even if that relationship's not there yet, you just you just get into God's Word and you be a prayer warrior uh, for your children, and that's one of the greatest things that you can do. You know, in addition to that, praying for um, your spouse, you know, we it was so important that, that you uh, ended up finding Jessica, who is, you know, such a helpmate for you. And, Definitely. And uh, so considerate in um, in what you deal with. And, um, you know, when you were going to be coming home for the summer and going and being a youth minister, and, and we were making that comment, you know, about um, praying that you would meet somebody that would just be really, really be a great Christian young lady. And, and um, you know, we kind of joke because I said, it's a really small church that he's going to be, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. he's probably not going to be anybody. And, and dad was like, you know, God's powerful. Do you not think God's powerful <laughs> enough? To, and sure enough, there was one perfect girl and, you know, she was there. <laughs> It has made a huge difference having Jessica be so understanding of everything. And she's in the same boat as you guys. It's not something that's an ongoing battle for her. She ever has her moments where she's down, but, you know, or different things just like anyone does, but not an ongoing battle. Um, and so she's had to learn in the process as well. Uh, but what you were saying, Dad, I think is is so neat because even today we were, uh, Dad and I were working out, and he was lifting a lot more weight than I was. Still, still <laughs> bringing the heat as the years go on. He's not slowing down. Uh, we're working out, and then we went on a walk. And as we were walking today, he just just in conversation said, "Jared, how are you doing with your mental health?" And so, right then, just got to give him an update how I was doing, and uh, he was just being intentional. You know, and and it's not always you're not always as parents or brothers or sisters or friends not always going to get the response that you want when you ask something like that. Uh, but it it means a lot to the person that's walking through it just to know that someone cares enough to ask whether whether I give a, much of an answer or not. Just knowing that someone cares enough to ask really really means a lot. And you know, I look at it and I know. There's so much that I've learned over the years, and and I've tried to be better at it now, but I made it really difficult for my parents, you know, to help me. They were doing so much to help me, but I made it really difficult. And so I just want to encourage anyone that is listening that maybe you deal with it, and whether you're whatever stage of life you're in, uh, try your best just to communicate how you're feeling, and try not to. Try not to hold everything in, or when people do reach out for help, try to try to know that they're doing that out of love, and um, just communicate how you're feeling. Because I think for, they had to guess so much. Mom and Dad had to guess, and I just kind of kept things in, or I'd just kind of have this outburst of anger. And uh, I think if I could have just, and I of course I didn't understand at that time, but looking back now, if I could have at least just shared how I was feeling in greater detail, I think it would have made a difference, but just being willing, like, I don't know at that point if I would have been willing to go to counseling, but just, I I wish I would have been willing and, and done that earlier. And so it's kind of a two way thing. It takes the family being selfless to love, but then also takes the individual being open to help and being open to communicating how they feel. And I, we've had a lot of great times. It's not like it's not like I've 
through this episode. I don't want it to seem like just every day of my whole life I've I've been tortured. We we've had a lot of great moments and and you know we look at it now and I still have such a great relationship with mom and dad that I still share with them when I'm having tough times and ask them to pray for me and keep them updated and you know even though now we're living across the country from each other uh just I've learned how to manage it better and I and I know when those signs are coming um I want to ask you guys uh you shared a little bit of it you know about the devotional and different things but what would be some of the really big encouragements that you'd give to family members that are trying their best to love and be there for for their loved ones who are dealing with mental mental health issues? Um, one thing I would say is um, try to join them in whatever seems to be their interest uh, at the time. Um, you know, like um, it's it's like I was saying. I don't know if it was just because like when this first hit you that you just were tired of everything and want everything different, but like your interests had been sports, 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 you know, things like that. But um, but you did have that interest just peak, you know, about um, music. And, and Dad was so great about taking you to different shops. You know, y'all would go to guitar shops and all kinds of things, just looking at guitars and electric guitars and and just spending the time together with whatever you were interested in at the time you know you decided you really enjoyed bowling and I don't know how many times you know <laughs> y'all went bowling and so um, whatever the interest is just just um, jump in there and and help them to expand that, you know. If you if you find that they talk more if you go on walks together, then just be ready to just walk and talk and do what you need to do, uh, whatever they are showing any interest in, then just try to zone in on it, you know. Definitely, yeah. You know, I would add, I guess I'd go back to the word journey. Um, for anyone who's listening to this, it's, it's not a one-day or one-week fix. Uh, it's a journey as a family. And I say family because you, you've got to come around whoever in the family's dealing with mental illness. Uh, and so realize that you don't just try to find the one thing that's going to take care of it. In, mm-hmm. in other words, um, I encourage you to, with that person in the family, uh, to stay connected to a church, uh, even though they may not want to be going right away, but keep encouraging that. Um, again, it's it's the things like, uh, this 60-day devotional book, find something spiritual to get into their life. Uh, even even this devotional book uh, for if, maybe even for the parents. Uh, I know you wrote it in a way, Jared, that it's for the parents so they know what a child is dealing with. Um, I think that's important. But also I go back to uh, I think sometimes with mental illness there's something that people want to stay away from the, me- the medical side of like taking medicine or something. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage that because I think God can work through that in a way that, that just enough medicine that, you know, I, you know, use the word take the edge off, sometimes enough for fatigue. So I think that's real important. And then the spiritual counseling, and I come back to that because, you know, I've just named all these tools. So it's not just saying, well, I'm going to choose one of them and do that. I really encourage families to, to look at all of it because I think all of it in some way helped you. Uh, and is still helping you on this journey. Yeah, I always say it's 
trying to take it on from every angle. You know, we know that there's all these powerful resources and tools. You know, why why would we not use them or why would we not try to come from every angle to learn how to best manage it? And I think what you said is really good uh, as far as realizing that it may not just be this this fix and all of a sudden it's gone. You know, I always kind of say, you know, if one day the mental illness for someone is gone, praise God, it's not there anymore and never comes back. That's that's what we're all hoping for. <laughs> but the reality is that it's it's probably going to be there in some shape or form for a matter of time or for the whole life. And so it's learning, hey, there's still ways to live fully and to love freely with it. But we've got to do our part, just like we have to take care of take care of our bodies and our physical health and emotional health, everything. We've got to take care of our mental health. And so we've got to use these resources that are around us from every angle and see what we can do. For friends and family, I just want to keep reiterating that it is so important to just be conscious and intentional when it comes to this, because without the support of loved ones around, it's it's such a hard battle. And and just hearing my my parents' point of view and their perspective, it just makes me appreciate even more having that in my life. And ultimately the the greatest source of strength is God. And so can't imagine trying to walk through that without a loving f- group of family and friends and then of course without the the power and strength that God gives. Uh, but it's just so important to just look at it as a community and that we've got to kind of do this all together. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you guys would like to add? I think um, just to realize that, um, you know, every everyone deals with something, you know, and to just to realize that um, in the midst of the dark times, there's so many, it makes the, the sweet times so much sweeter, you know, and, and just to realize that, you know, um, everyone is going through something and we're just not aware of it. And so this may be your battle at the time, but, but there's so many sweet days, you know, that are even sweeter because of it. Yeah, I echo that. I, uh, we we we've had so many great times uh, in high school and uh, and in your twenties, um, and we just we have a great time together as a family. So I, what could you say a while ago? It's not uh, gloom and doom all the time. It really uh, it we just know that this is a part of it. But uh, you know, life has been great, and uh, and for us, what's exciting is to see even in the midst of all that you deal with how God has used you uh, in your places of ministry at the churches you've been at and, and, and where you are right now as a campus pastor, uh, getting to worship uh, over at your church on Sunday and just yeah. seeing that church and, and what God's doing there uh, in this area. So uh, it's just, it's, it's still exciting. And uh, and God helps us walk through it. And, uh, and we love our family. We love you. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say one more thing. Um, you know, seeing you deal with this and, and anyone who's listening who has a loved one, to see the courage that they exhibit just getting through, you know, um, something like this um, has meant so much to me and taught me so much. And uh, I can remember I was having to share a devotional uh, with the teachers at my school, and I was um, talking about... Um, <clears throat> 
the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they're saying that God can deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're going to serve him anyway. And I thought about you telling me that, you know, God could deliver you from mental illness and... um but that if he doesn't, you see, you know, you wish you didn't have it, but you see what you have, the benefit from having it. You know, every day you lean on him to get you through. And it just like that courage. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> okay. That was so courageous and just ministered to me so much. So I just appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I love you guys so much and appreciate you. And it is, I just want to encourage it's, you know, for those that, that are dealing with mental, mental illness, it doesn't make you weak to admit it. It actually is a sign of, of strength. It takes a lot of courage to, to keep walking through and, and to be open and allow others to walk through it with you. So I hope this was an encouragement to you and so appreciate. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Mom, for being on it and sharing. And thank you. You thank guys you. you guys mean the world to me. And I hope that this was an encouragement and uh hope that you maybe are able to have a conversation with your loved one this week in a different way. Be intentional uh to be able to to have a conversation maybe you haven't had or approach it in a different way. Uh, and then of course encourage you to to spend time praying how God wants you to walk beside that person. So love you guys. So glad you took a listen. Thanks again, mom and dad, and we will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with others so they can join us on this journey. I'll see you next time.